Welcome back into the program. This is the Matt Mosley Show. Matt with the day off. Tom Barfield and Stephen Simcox. We're glad you're with us. Matt Mosley Show brought to you in part by Central National Bank. Let's uh, welcome into the program from the Dallas Morning News, Sam Blum, who covers the SMU Mustangs. And Sam, good afternoon. The the ponies off to a four and zero start. I bet uh, I bet there it's uh, it's buzzing around campus. Yeah, you know, it's the second straight year this has happened, and I think last year, you know, the first two years I've covered this team, last year I remember it was a, it was a little bit more of a shock, I think, because it just hadn't happened in more than 30 years. You know, the team hadn't been particularly good the year before that, and it just almost came out of nowhere. And this season the expectations were high. I think they're, you know, there's a, they've kind of rebranded themselves with the Pony Express uh you know, uh, going back to harkening back to, uh, I guess, both a controversial and a very exciting time for the uh, for the program. And so, you know, they're, they're kind of embracing it, and uh, it, it is exciting. And as you said, it's, it's lots going on on campus. I'm sure people saw the fans and the students and, the, and kind of everything that happened uh, with, with the students having to be kicked out of the game the other day. So it's a, it's a lot of excitement, maybe too much excitement. Hey, you brought it up, so let's talk about that for just a yeah. second. What? Was that kind of chaotic? I mean, what did it look like from your seat watching a thousand or so kids be uh, escorted out of the stadium? Well, I was waiting for it to happen. I mean, at some point, you know, you just keep seeing them come in and come in, and, and you have to, you know, look at the context of the week before, where you know they had played Stephen F. Austin, and it was an issue then with obviously a much less exciting opponent uh, in terms. Of, I mean, you know, Stephen F. Austin's a good program, but just well, it didn't draw the same interest. And, um, you know, even then there were fan- too many students and there weren't really any masking and there really wasn't any rules in place. And so Rick Hart, the athletic director, over the week addressed it and said they would have more plans in place and they would address it and it wouldn't be as much of an issue for the Memphis game. And I'm watching the Memphis game and I'm like, oh, my God, they're just pouring in. Like, you know, all these students are coming and it looks like a problem. Um, and, it, you know, by the end of the first half, yeah, you know, they, they did address it, which I think was absolutely the right decision. I think there should have been more plans in place to, to prevent it from happening. I mean, what do you what do you expect students to necessarily do uh, without any real guidance on masks and social distancing? So, you know, it was good that they handled it, and it was, um, you know, just a, it was it was the right decision. It was it was chaotic. I, I went down and talked to students as they were leaving, and you know, a lot of them were confused and upset, and um, you know. As you as you would expect, uh, you know, a college student to be from being kicked out of a big football game. When you saw video, they were neither wearing masks nor were they social distancing. I mean, they probably could have got away with it if they'd have done one or the other, but they were doing they were doing neither. I mean, they were. It was just it was just a Saturday at the at the ball yard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's you know, like it's it's tough because you know, do you want to? It's it's where the blame kind of is placed, and I don't. Well, I'm not going to sit here and place blame on anybody. It's not my job, but you know, obviously, you want you know, you would you would expect there would be more stringent rules in place, or at least enforceable rules in place, and you know, you'd hope that the students would would adhere to those rules, but it, it's tough to expect that. And I think, um, yeah, it wasn't. It, it was it was clearly a situation. I think to any objective person watching it, and I've heard from fans who, you know, are sitting in the stands. And the stands, I'll give SMU credit, they do a really good job of, of separating people in the stands mm-hmm. and people really follow the rules there. Um, I just think it, on that hill, you know, it's just tough to enforce it. And uh, that's kind of it turned into a situation there. The uh, Saturday win was 30-27 to 27, SMU over mm-hmm. Memphis. Sam, on the flip side of that, you know, kind of tried for so long to get some energy back and, and get people excited, get the students excited. Um, I know that was an unfortunate situation, and they obviously should have done a better job. But 
Can you just discuss how Sonny Dykes has sort of embraced this rebranding of making this the Dallas school and and they're at least trying to make the strides to get people in the community fired up about SMU football again? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're doing a great job of that. I mean, there's absolutely no doubt, um, you know. It's it's and then talking about talking about all the the other students and all that, you know. I think the obvious caveat to that is like, you know, this team has always struggled to bring out their students. They struggled to bring out their fans, and it sucks that 2020 has ruined everybody's plans. And it sucks that you know now the conversation is there's too many fans. It's it's an unfortunate situation because SMU has done a really good job of bringing in its uh, bringing in the community. They've done a really good job of of making themselves an exciting brand. They're the number 18 team in the country, and you know, I think the coaching staff is the source of all the credit. I mean, they've they've recruited the right type of athletes. They've recruited, um, you know, players local uh, that generate more excitement, generate more conversation, generate more stories on our website. You know, so I think that they're doing everything the right way. Um, you know, the fan situation aside, it's it's a really, um, it's a you know, it's it's a, it's a good program right now, and they're winning games. And it's right. I mean, obviously, we'll talk. I'm sure more about Reggie and. DJ and everything that's kind of happened there, but you know this team, all things being equal, could I don't see any reason why they couldn't just run the table in the season. And that it, it all begins, I think, with with quality quarterback play. And talk a little bit about Bouchier and what he has what he has done since uh, arriving in Dallas. Yeah, I mean, you know, Shane, and I think it's it's cool because you know we not to change the topic, but we saw you know uh, Chris Nagar at that game winning field goal on Saturday. Uh, and I think that those two guys kind of have the same story in a lot of ways. Um, you know, Texas transfers, it didn't work out there. Uh, and they come here and, and, it's, and it's like, man, they're the best players at their positions in the whole conference, I think. You know, you can make that case at least. Um, and so, you know, Shane, Shane's story is, is, is very cool in that he was, you know, he came to Texas and it wasn't like he didn't get his chance. I mean, he, he was really good there that first season, especially those first few games. And it just, you know, as is the case with a lot of college players, you know, it doesn't always work out in your first spot. He came and, and proved that he's still a quarterback that can probably play at the next level uh, and probably will play at the next level. Um, and I think the big thing with Shane, and one thing that I'm really curious about is, you know, is this going to be his last year here? I think with the blanket eligibility that's been granted to everybody, you know, it's, it's going to create a lot of interesting conversations. Could Shane can come back next year? And, all, and, you know, he's got every right to do that. So, um, you know, I don't know if I'd expect it to happen, but, uh, you know, I think there's a, uh, he, he's a great player and it would be interesting to see what, what, uh, what kind of happens after the season. Talking to SMU football with uh, Sam Blum from the Dallas Morning News on ESPN Central Texas. Uh, Sam, what's the latest with uh, Reggie Roberson and how much does this offense change if, if he's out for an extended time? Yeah, I mean, I, def- I mean, we saw it happen last year. Uh, he, he missed the last six games or the last five and three-quarters games uh, with a foot injury. And, it, it, you know, they, they were 8-0. Really, with him there and they were uh, two and three with him out of the game out of the lineup so it's a, it's an impact i don't think there's any doubt about that um as for the latest updates i mean uh, we, we haven't gotten anything yet sonny's going to be speaking later tonight so hopefully we'll we'll learn more tonight but um i mean you you saw what happened uh, if you look at the video on it it was a non-contact play and he immediately grabbed his, his knee uh, so you know i'm not i'm not a doctor i'm not going to you know say w- what happened there but it's you know you've seen it happen before and it's usually one thing so it's a, it's a tough situation, and I'm really hoping that he's. It's not what it looks like. I'm really hoping that he's uh, he's okay and he's able to play because you know he's someone that like Shane I just referenced. I mean Reggie's probably the, probably the cream of the crop in terms of their NFL prospects. Um, so uh, just hope for the best with that, and I'm sure we'll know more later. You mentioned uh, the possibility of running the table earlier. 
and I mean, I know there's still such a long way to go, but with kind of the, the wackiness of this season, is this the type of year you think a group of five school could at least be considered for a, a playoff berth, or do you still feel like that's something that's probably off the table? I still think it's off the table unless there's an expansion. I mean, it's just tough. Uh, you know, I would have said the opposite. If they hadn't played, if the Big Ten and Pac-12 hadn't played, um, you know, and, and last year, actually, they, they the, the, the uh, college football playoff does a, a thing every year. They invite media to come and, and really go through the entire process of how, how they sit down and look at the teams. And, and my takeaway from doing that last year was it's impossible for a group of five teams to ever make the college football playoff. I mean, unless they're scheduling like four power conference teams in the, in the non-conference it's really just tough it's a tough sell I, I don't see smu i mean especially with their tcu game being canceled i just don't see it um but you never know i mean it's 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 wacky year like you said and, and anything really could happen so it's if if maybe a couple you know big 10 teams if they beat each other up two team two lost team smu runs the table uh there are there isn't a team in the big 10 or the pac-12 or any of the power conferences that really you know have only one loss maybe there's a route but it seems unlikely. Sam, we were we were talking earlier today, uh, just visiting in the uh, in our newsroom. Uh, the wackiness of the season. You mentioned how crazy it was. I mean, to me, if you don't have a a, a dog in the hunt, so to speak, this is a, this is a great year for you because when you when you turn the television on on any Saturday, there's no telling what you're going to see. Who who saw Mississippi State and Arkansas raise your hand? I mean, it's you know, yeah. it, it, and that's what I think has made it kind of fun to just to, just to sit back and be a college football fan this year because you just don't know what's going to go on. Yeah, it's 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 fun just to kind of look at the scores because some of them just shock you. I mean, you know, just even <laughs> look at the two games that Texas has played this mm-hmm. year so far. It's, <laughs> you know, it's um, or I guess you know they played three, but you know the two competitive games at least. Um, it's it's crazy. I mean, you're right. It's it's fun. I, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, any any game, any game you go to, it's. Uh, I, I mean, I thought the craziest results that I've seen this entire year are is what's happened with Houston Baptist. I mean, they come in get just shellacked by uh, North Texas. The next week, they're two points back of Texas Tech, right? Isn't that what happened? And then Texas Tech nearly beats Texas. I mean, it's like all the results. I mean, what's the transitive property on uh, Houston Baptist this year? (laughs) That's what I want to 